So in the time of the Roman Empire, a movement began within the church. It wasn't a, a big movement, but it became quite influential. In this movement, a small number of people left their cities or their farms in search of a life that was dedicated to God, dedicated to following the way of Jesus. They gave up what they had, gave up their status, gave up their possessions, and they went into the deserts of Egypt and Syria. They were called the Desert Fathers and Mothers. They either lived as solitary hermits or in small communities. These Desert Fathers and Mothers were the, the beginning of the monastic movement within Christianity. So back in the day, there was a desert father named Macarius, who lived in the desert of Egypt. Macarius had been widowed at a young age, and and after his parents had died, gave away his wealth and went off in search of a deeper relationship with God. And in time, Macarius found a, a simple place to live, and he wove baskets in order to raise money, but in reality he needed very little because he lived so simply. So one day, when Macarius was returning home from selling a few baskets, he noticed a donkey outside of his cell. The donkey had some of Macarius's few possessions on its back. He was being robbed. And just as this realization dawned on Macarius, a man came hurriedly out of his cell, carrying a few more of Macarius's meager things. The thief. But instead of confronting the thief, Macarius pretended to be a passerby. Macarius said to the thief, Dear friend, you seem to be moving. Let me help you load up your donkey. The thief was confused, but grateful for the help in order to make a quicker getaway. And together the two men loaded up the donkey with all of Macarius' worldly possessions. When the work was done, Macarius sent the thief off peaceably with everything that Macarius had once owned. Macarius said to himself, we brought nothing into this world, but the Lord gave. As God willed, so it is done. Blessed be the Lord in all things. Now there are all sorts of stories like this one from the Desert Fathers and Mothers. They're their movement was countercultural, a reaction against the way their society clung to, to greed and to selfishness and vengeance. These forebears of the desert are a powerful witness that reverberates through the ages, even up to this very day. And yet a story like this seems fanciful, to say the least, right? Macarius's decision was foolish. Imagine, if you will, leaving here and arriving.
driving home from church, only to find a moving truck parked outside of your house with a couple of guys bringing out everything you own. And then, imagine helping them clean you out. And then sending them on their merry way with a blessing and a prayer. Of course, this would be absolutely absurd, right? And yet, imagine the freedom. Imagine the ability to just let all that stuff go. The desert fathers and mothers knew about this freedom. They owned very little. They gave away almost everything they had when they went to the desert, and then they only owned what they did so that they wouldn't be a burden on others. They gained notoriety, and so people would come, and they would bring them money and possessions. But our forebears of the desert would not accept the gift. And because they lived this way, thieves were not a threat. First of all, what they owned was paltry at best. But more importantly, they were trying to get rid of things, not hold on to them. The desert fathers and mothers wanted less, not more. And what few possessions they did have didn't own them. They owned the possessions. They were free to let those things In our gospel lesson this morning, Jesus offers us some wonderfully idealistic commands that seemingly have no realistic application. Jesus seems to be offering us an inspiring and magnificent vision that is, sad to say, not very practical. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for them and bless them. Do not retaliate when struck and attacked. Give your enemies even more than they demand. In fact, give to everyone who asks. Give to everyone who asks, expecting nothing in return. Expecting never to be repaid. Do not judge or condemn, instead forgive in the hope of forgiveness. None of this seems particularly realistic or pragmatic. To live in this way seems to be a denial of the nature of our world. It might even sound like we would be shirking our responsibilities to accept this way of being. We would be shirking our responsibility to help create order and justice. It seems flighty. It seems like a dreamer's way of living. And yet imagine the freedom. Imagine being so aware of God's love and care for ourselves and for others that we did not need to stoke hatred or the need for vengeance or to cling to every possession. Imagine the freedom that would come from letting 
go with the need to control. Imagine seeing our fellow human beings with God's eyes, especially our enemies, seeing them as both of honor and respect. Imagine how free we could be. But more than just free, I want to suggest to you this morning that the commands that Jesus gives us are in fact the most practical of commands. Yes, from the world's perspective, Jesus seems to be offering us a flight from reality, but in actuality, it is the hatred and the greed of the world's perspective that is hopelessly broken, hopelessly unrealistic. For indeed, enmity, vengeance, violence, overconsumption, these are the things that are killing us. The predatory nature of our world is what destroys our humanity, destroys our fellow human beings, and threatens the very future of our planet. Enmity and greed are dead ends, literally. They offer us nowhere to go. As Martin Luther King saw, when we return hate for hate, are only adding a deeper darkness to a night that is already void of stars. He declared, darkness can not drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. King formed as he was by his faith and his trust in Jesus, saw that the only real hope for humanity was the path of love, even and especially love of one's enemies. King wrote, quote, Love is creative and redemptive. Love builds up and unites. Hate tears down and destroys the aftermath of the fight fire with fire method is bitterness and chaos. The aftermath of the love method is reconciliation and creation of the beloved community. Yes, love, which means understanding, creation, redemptive goodwill, even for one's enemies, is the solution. Love is the solution. Jesus is not being a dreamer. Jesus is, is only being practical. Jesus is only being realistic. For only Jesus' way of love can heal the world. Only his way of love can produce true change and transform our lives and our world. We are surrounded by violence and hatred. Surrounded by avarice and self-indulgence. We're currently
currently living under the fear of what might happen in Ukraine and how things might spiral out of control. We live in fear of war and conflict. We live in a world that is killing itself with overconsumption. We live in fear that we might strangle ourselves in our abuse of fossil fuels. It is terrifying. It's hard to know what one of us can do. And yet Jesus does offer us a practical way. His way of love. We begin this way of love by understanding that this hatred and greed that are present in the world are not just outside of us, but in us as well. Enmity and gluttony, they live in our hearts just as much as they live in the world around us. And yet, Jesus' advice, his practical advice, is that there is a way to live differently. That there's a way to live differently with ourselves and with those with whom we come into contact. Jesus' way of love. A way of love that embraces the enemy and gives without hope of gain. And so let us discover what it might look like. Let us be free. Let us be practical. Let us give to those who ask. Let us do to others as we would have them do to us. For indeed, the measure we give will be the measure that we get. 